try to help mothers get ahead with their children as far as trying to work around this in their own ways, you know, whatever works for their family and their children. That's the goal here, is to let people know that, yeah, you unfortunately have to go through these situations, but there's a way to, to work around it. You know, I truly believe that. Welcome to the Rising Beyond podcast, where you can find hope and healing after a toxic or abusive relationship. I'm Sybil Cummin, a licensed professional counselor specializing in working with victims and survivors of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse, including the youngest witnesses. Over the past decade, I have been honored to witness victims move to survivors and then to thriving in their lives. If you feel alone in your healing process, are dealing with the onslaught of post-separation abuse, or just needing some validation that you are not crazy, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rising Beyond podcast. I'm Sybil Cummin, your host and creator of the Rising Beyond podcast and the Rising Beyond community. And if you are listening to this episode as it airs live, we are close to the holidays. Yes, the holidays are upon us, which means an increase in stress and busyness and family dynamics that are going to come through and potentially cause some issues. And if you are sharing your children with an abusive ex or you're currently still in an abusive relationship, the holidays are going to be even more stressful for you most likely. And that is what we are going to address today is how can you have a special and less stressful holiday with your kids? Today's episode is actually going to look different than previous episodes and is actually going to be different than it was initially intended. So what was planned was an interview with a survivor who is now working as an advocate. And unfortunately, just days after recording, she received a motion from her ex that would make airing the entire episode potentially dangerous for her and her family. So not only is this showing the power that abusers still try to hold over their victims or their targets, but it really shows the intensity of what can happen and what you're dealing with and why finding stress-free times with your kids is more important. In fact, we are going to do an entire episode. The next episode is going to be on being silenced and how victims and survivors are silenced. But today we are really going to focus on the holidays and what you can do. So in talking with my guest, we are going to call her Rachel. And her voice is actually going to be changed a little bit just to protect her more. But when talking with her, She really felt the information shared is important and powerful and can improve the lives of not just the survivors, but the surviving children as well. 
And so when we were trying to figure out how to get this information out, I really wanted you all to hear her voice. Again, her voice is altered, but to hear her voice, her experience, and keep moving on. So we are going to share snippets of the interview that I did with Rachel so that you can get the help, support, and hope to create a special holiday for you and your children. So with that, I want you to close your eyes or maybe not close your eyes, especially if you're driving, like don't close your eyes. But I want you to think about holidays with your abuser. Now, do they always go smooth? Are they just calm and festive times? Or have you been so amazingly stressed out because they had to be perfect? Or I want you to think about what holidays are the most important to you? What are the most important things about holidays, birthdays, Halloween, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate? What is important about those days to you? And how often did your abusive partner ruin it? I hear this over and over again that holidays and important special days are ruined by an abusive partner. And here's one of the main reasons why. One, because it's important to you and it's a way to continue their abuse. And two, that typically during these holidays, the attention shifts from your partner, maybe to your children, maybe to other family members, maybe if you are deeply religious and spiritual, maybe to a higher power. And guess what? That higher power is not your partner. And so, yes, they are going to wreak havoc, typically. So I want you to listen to these snippets of our conversation, and I'm going to share some thoughts and ideas towards the end and maybe a little bit in the middle, just so that you all can learn from Rachel's experience and hopefully have a more intentional and calm and special holiday this year with your family. So I have been in family court for seven consecutive years now. Oh, um, yep. Seven years, everyone. Yep. Yeah. So uh, back and forth between two different cases. And I've learned a lot in this process. But holidays is definitely one of the things that have been addressed in court orders and I have had to maneuver around over the years. Yeah. And so that is something important to put out there is that this isn't just you making decisions about the holidays. The court will actually, if you're sharing children, will make some of those decisions for you. Right. Yes. The the family court tends to make a lot of decisions for parents. And so, yes, holidays are definitely one of them. The original court order was not being followed as it was written. Mm-hmm. And so the second court order that I got with my ex-husband, that one was was implemented and enforced. And the issue with holidays are either, you know, not showing up to 
to drop off my child or not showing up to drop off my child and then contacting the police and stating that I'm withholding. I mean, this has happened on several holidays already, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And so I've just prepared myself for those moments you know, because I've had experience in them and I and I have a, a good idea of what to expect going forward. So in my case, they're there for their pickups. But when it comes to my pickup, there's a problem. Child mm-hmm. uh, is not there or they forgot that it was my holiday or, you know, there, something comes up, you know, so I've missed church on some holidays as a result. I've missed time, obviously, with my kids. I've had to work around different events that I had scheduled for them on the holiday, you know, that kind of thing. So it it was really stressful in the beginning, and it can still be stressful at times. But again, you know, I found ways to really just work around it because I expect it. And mm-hmm. I know more likely than not is going to happen. So I found ways to maneuver. So for those of you who maybe this is your first year of being separated from your abusive ex, or you don't have the years and years of experience dealing with this, so maybe you haven't had to experience your child not being dropped off, or the police being called because you did show up to drop off and they did not show up to the drop off location. So you took your kiddo home. What are some things that you can do or that that our listeners can do to be ready and to, you know, have those expectations and to still ensure that you're okay and your kids are okay and the holiday can be special? Schedule events on different days. Just schedule, you know, get-togethers on different days. On days you already have your children, it may not be on the exact holiday, but it eliminates the stress and the, you know, wondering if, okay, what is going to happen on this holiday? And am I going to lose a couple of hours? And am I going to miss this as a result? And, you know, all the ends that go along with that. So that's what I mean when I say maneuver is to work around the circumstance and work with a day that is surely mine, that I can schedule out mm-hmm. where I know that there can't be a possibility of conflict. And have you noticed that it feels as special or what are some things that you can do to really add that special to these days for your family? I feel empowered. I feel like I've taken back control of areas where I've lost my autonomy. I feel like I can make decisions without, like I said, the possibility of someone potentially ruining it. And so I found ways to make it just as special, getting connected with different you know, events going around the city, coordinating with family, which has been very flexible. And I'm, I know that's not the case for every family. So I do feel grateful in that regard. But I'm very, very aware that that is not the case for every family. But just having those conversations and letting people know where you're at, I think is really helpful. Because 
sometimes family can be very supportive if you just let them know, hey, you know, I have to schedule this on this day. I'm hoping you can be there. And if they're not, in my mind, the show still goes on because at the end of the day, it's about making memories. It's about the experience that my children have. It's about, you know, spending that time having a special moment with just us, even if it's just us. I still am so grateful for that. So we make it work, you know, and and we make it as special as we can. Yeah, and being able to take that power back and do all of the things that you can to ensure time with your kids and with family. And I think in our initial conversation we had when we got to know each other a little bit, we talked about that value system, right? Like really thinking about what is the most important part of the holiday season for yeah, you. So the most important part of the holiday season for me is definitely family. Um, decorations are nice. Food is nice. You know, different events going on is nice, but ultimately it's who you spend it with. And I've always very strongly held that value. And I feel as though that's part of the reason why I have so many issues on holidays. Um, <laughs> I, I know it is. So Family is is a very, very huge value of mine, especially children. You know, we only get to raise them for so long, and our influence is so impactful on them. And the things that we can set up for them to create those memories are so very important. And that is what's always in my mind. My children are always on my mind when I make a decision. So when it comes to the Mm -hmm. holidays, I am willing to do whatever it takes to still make it just a good, happy experience for us. Yeah. And if we go back to the, you, I remember at some point that we were talking, you were saying you felt empowered. And if we think about how we show up for our kids, an empowered mama, a calm mom that knows like, I've got this, there's no one that's going to ruin our day because they're going to be late or they're going to come pick you up early or whatever it might be that calm, empowered mom is going to be that important for the kid's experience because our kids know, right, when we're not okay and they're like, hey, mom, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And they're like, yeah, you're not good. They know. They do. And so in these times when you can feel relaxed and positive and, you know, empowered, then the holiday and that time together is probably going to be more yeah, special. For sure. I, I totally agree. The being calm, being empowered, feeling like, you know, you were able to make, feeling like I was able to make these decisions to set something up special for them. And knowing that the, the probability of one of my exes trying to control my time and movement is going to be very, very low because it's, not on the actual day, you know, sometimes I'm still able to, to celebrate the holidays on the actual day, but it's like having a backup plan. That's just what we have to do sometimes, especially in these types of situations. We, we have to have a backup plan for our kids and they definitely know that mom is, is going to make it happen. However, it turns out. So I totally agree to what you said. They pick up on that you know, versus, mm-hmm. you know, when all of this started and I wasn't as educated, I wasn't as aware, I wasn't as healed as I am now. I wasn't as connected as I am now. 
um, really just coming out of this situation, the anxiety was there, you know, okay, what's going to happen now? We planned this and, and it fell through because of, again, that control of time and movement. And I learned from those experiences, you know, so if I can speak on that and, and try to help mothers get ahead with their children as far as trying to work around this in their own ways, you know, whatever works for their family and their children. That's mm-hmm. the goal here is to let people know that, yeah, you unfortunately have to go through these situations, but there's a way to, to work around it. You know, I truly believe that. You know, putting up a tree with lights or, you know, Thanksgiving, even if I make dinner at home just for us, that kind of stuff still matters and it still puts an imprint on the kids' minds. And mom's mood does matter. I mean, if I'm doing all of this and I'm anxious or I'm in a bad mood or I'm frustrated, the memory and the experience is going to be way different than if I just let go of all of that and say, you know what, on this day, in these hours, this is the memory that I want my children to have and follow through with it. It it makes all the difference. How do you feel now after you have kind of one of these off holiday days with your kids? I think the first Christmas we did it was a little strange (laughs) because it was on uh-huh. the day, but it still felt like Christmas morning. You know, it was, everybody was together. There was no exchanges. There was no conflict. It was just, this is Christmas morning. Maybe this is your first holiday season where you might not have your children on Thanksgiving or if you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever that might be. It might be weird. You might shed some tears and grieve it a little bit. And there are things you can do to make it special for your family. Yeah, I I agree. And for the families that have children that all leave on the same holiday and it's just them, Mm -hmm. I I really empathize with those families. I, I don't know what that feels like. But I'm sure it's, it's horrible starting off. But what I've done just over time, you know, because whenever the boys leave, I am just trying to find things to do. I feel like I'm always in mother mode. Mm-hmm. But understanding that I'm a whole woman as well. So even if I connect with friends or connect with family or if you don't have that as an option, take yourself out. You know, just just celebrate you. Celebrate survival, celebrate, you know, just every space that you're in in life and then celebrate with your kids when you can. It's less frustrating. It's less stressful. Um, and, and you have more empowerment, like I said, over it. Yeah. And I love that you said, I'm a whole woman, like you're a whole woman too. And so being able to offer yourself, you know, you're not just a mom. I know. I mean, I'm a mama and sometimes I feel like I'm just a mom, (laughs) right? Like I'm just doing the mom things, driving the mom car, got, you know, I was told my son told me that I don't have a mom haircut. Like I need to have a mom haircut. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm not going to do whatever mom haircut he's wanting. But so sometimes I feel like just a mama, (laughs) but we, there's more to us and there's more to you. Those of you listening, there is more to you as well. So in listening 
to the experience and amazing insight that Rachel has shared with us. I'm hoping that you can pull out this idea of intentionality. So I want to invite you to think about all of the small ways that you can be intentional this holiday season for you and for your children. What are those small things you can do together, right? How can you experience time with your children, be present with your children, be present with yourself, not worry about societal expectations, try to work around and be creative if you do have a larger family with family traditions, you've gone to grandma's house every Christmas Eve forever, right? What are the things that you can do to be creative? Because what the holiday means, at least to me, and as I was speaking with Rachel on and off, is really about what we value and what we want to impart on our children. And so that intentionality and just being present with them and being together with your children, that truly is, for me, I'm hoping for some of you all, what the holidays are about. And so maybe sitting down and taking some time to journal about what could make your holiday special, what is your value system, what is the most important thing for you and your family this holiday and moving forward. And I want to leave you with just some ending thoughts that Rachel really wanted you all to hear and, you know, hoping that it will offer you some hope and ideas in how you can do that and you can do what we're talking about this holiday season. There are many ways to solve a problem and... In that, if you keep your focus on yourself and your children and healthy, positive, loving experiences, no matter how big or small, no matter how long, if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, three hours, a whole day, that is going to mean more to your children than I think maybe a major holiday day, you know, with a bunch of family. And in some cases, it's not. I understand that too. You know, I get the, I get both sides of it. But I also believe that children need a mom to be flexible and to be attached and to be deeply loving and to make experiences and time for them, whatever that may look like. Big gifts, Mm -hmm. you know, events and things like that, that'll all fade. But how you feel around your children and how your children feel in these experiences will really shape how they experience these, these holidays in, in time, you know, as they grow. So do the best that you can get creative, get connected, talk to other moms or other, you know, women who have been in this situation, share ideas, brainstorm. I mean, there are so many avenues to help you through this. So just keep going. So thank you all for joining us today on this episode of the Rising Beyond podcast. I am here to just wish you all a safe, happy, and intentional holiday season. 
And we'll catch you next time on the next episode of the Rising Beyond podcast. If you're healing from relationship abuse and are looking for support and sisterhood during this journey, I'd love to invite you to the Rising Beyond community where you will get expert guidance, connection with others going through similar experiences, and a safe place where you'll always feel seen, heard, and believed. To learn more and to join, go to www.risingbeyondpc.com. We'd love to be a part of your healing journey.